This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology show. Your host, Meryl Vandermerva, loves using technology to streamline her life and to make lessons more engaging. She is a graduated homeschool mom and teaches homeschoolers at her local co-op classes and online at fundafundaacademy.com. Whether you are tech-challenged or someone who loves technology, this show is for you. And here's your host, Meryl Vandermerva. Hello and welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology podcast. I'm your host Meryl Vandermova and this is episode 30. As this is coming to exam time for many of our teens, I am going to be looking in this episode at online tools to help teens study. But before we get into these tools, I just want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Funder Funder Academy, because after the exams comes summer. And during summer, perhaps some of your teens will want to get uh, a, a credit or two under their belts just to help ease the load of the next semester. And if they do, you should take a look at Funder Funder Academy summer classes. Some of them are also appropriate for seventh and eighth graders. Um, I just want to highlight their photography class. This is a fun one to do in the summer. You are out and about anyway, probably on vacation. The summer classes are self-paced. Students just must be finished by the end of August. And photography really won't seem like they're actually doing any work because it will be enjoyable. And they'll also be getting a credit they can use for an art selective if they need it. So let's get back now to um, our online tools to help teens study. First of all, I want to say that all of the tools that I'm going to be referring to today do cover a vast variety of subject matter. So you'll probably, whatever your teen is studying, they should be able to find help um, and be able to use the particular tool I'm going to talk about. Um, Also, all of these tools have a free version. Some of them have paid versions as well, but you can always get it free. Some of them have apps. You'll have to look at each to see um, which ones do and which ones don't. So some are easier to use on phones. And I know teens often like to use their phones over a, a laptop or a desktop. Some of them are going to be flashcard based, some not, and I'll explain that as I go along. Um, and many of them will have a degree of gamification built in, which can just bring a little bit of fun into uh, the slog of studying. I know it's AP time for those kids who are doing APs that's coming up soon. And I think that many of these will just help your kids to to study. So the very first thing I want to actually refer to is uh, a source that you will know about, and that is YouTube. There are many, many good reviews done by excellent teachers for different classes. I think it's going to be most useful for AP, but even if they're just doing a standard biology class and they're looking for review, they're sure to find one that is somewhat similar to what they've been doing, whether it's textbook based or whether they're doing a live class or um, some other kind of online class. But definitely for AP, I know there are great ones. Um, My own daughter used a number for history and for uh, government. But you'll find many Khan Academy is another place where you will actually find video review. Some of these are even live and students can tune in and watch. So just look out for those. I can't really give you links to any specific ones because there are so many, so many out there. However, if you do want to ask me for particular recommendations or you want to share things you found, do hop over to our Facebook group. 
It's Homeschooling with Technology community. Come and join that and we can share more specific resources there. So now let's get on to some of the flashcard based ones. Um, they, these are all reasonably similar. I'm going to tell you slight differences that um, I've noticed in them. But for the most part, your child will probably just need to try each different one and see which one gels best with them, which works for them. I also want to say that all these flashcard based ones obviously have flashcards already built in. But for maximum learning, I would suggest your child creates their own flashcards. Even if they find flashcards exactly for the textbook they're using or for the exact AP um, module they're studying, whatever it is, it's still going to be far more beneficial for them to make the flashcards and then to study off their flashcards. However, if they're pushed for time, if they're lazy, um, at least using somebody else's is better than nothing. First thing I want to refer to is memorize. Um, if you go on it, you'll see now that it's it's very focused on languages and you might think, oh, there's nothing else, but there is in fact, and you can actually click for different categories and you will find just about everything imaginable. I think that they start, my memory is that they started off doing a lot of different subjects and they just ended up honing in on the languages, but you can still find the rest on there. How they differ is that uh, the flashcards, each of them will pop up with a, a couple of different pictures or memes as they call them, memory devices, but they are, they are, they are graphic. And so your child can pick which one will most help them to remember the term that they're trying to study. So that is the particular little difference about Memrise. They also keep track of how many get correct. You have a score and there's a leaderboard and that's the way they gamify it. The next one I'm going to tell you about is Study Stack. After each flashcard, your child will get to select no or don't know. You can't carry on until you've said whether you actually know it. So it'll pop up and it'll give a definition. If your child knows it, they can click no and then it won't come up again. Otherwise, if you click don't know, obviously um, that will keep showing it to you until you actually master that term. There are a lot more games on Study Stack than there are on some of the other flashcard programs. They have things even like Hangman and they have crosswords and Unscramble. Um, but honestly, some of these I think will just be more distracting and I'm not sure they'll be terribly helpful. Possibly better for younger children than for older ones. There's even one that has to do with bugs and uh, you have to like catch the bugs and swat the bugs. And I think you're eating something in the other one. But you know, perhaps this will work for your child, so do go and look at that too. Then there is Quizlet. Now in episode 25, um, Suzette Laporte-Io talked about how to use Quizlet specifically to study foreign language vocabulary. And if that's what your child needs, please be sure to go and listen to it because she has a very good method. But Quizlet can be used for any other subject. There are hundreds and hundreds of Quizlets created by teachers and by other students. Once your child has learned, the, gone through the flashcards and feels they know them, they can test themselves, can choose to do a test. And the test, you can even decide how do you want the test to be? Do you want it, how many questions in the test? Do you want it to be matching? True or false? Multiple choice? Or actually to type the answer in? So it's, it's a lot of different options that will suit perhaps how your child will be tested and just even suit the style that they prefer learning. There is also a game called the Gravity Game and it's an asteroid based game and uh, some speed is involved and it's, it's fun too. So again, they might enjoy that. 
Then there is a site called Go Conquer, spelled G-O-C-O-N-G-R. And I just want to remind you right now that you can go to homeschoolingwithtechnology.com for all the show notes. Just look for this episode. Um, for that, you get to do a thumbs up or a thumbs down if you have remembered or not remembered a particular flashcard as you as you learn it. And they have quizzes, again, that you can practice. But perhaps um, their most unique feature is mind maps. And again, here I would suggest if your child creates these yourself. I immediately thought about history where you could take, say, World War One, and then you could have, say, um, all the causes of World War One, and those could all be mapped onto it and then you could have the actual battles or um, different things that happened. Then you could have mapped off of it uh, technological advances um, and you could have what they resulted in. You could have main characters or whatever you want but it's, it's nice to be able to draw it and you can link the different lines and it's, it's, it's a nice way to again graphically connect things and show how they're connected and again you can find mind maps on there but I think be far more useful if your children were creating the mind maps. They also have flowcharts which is something else if it's something with very linear with one thing leading to something else that it could be useful to use. Then there is tiny cards. This has been created by Duolingo so if your children are already using Duolingo for language studies they will be familiar with the way this is set up. I particularly like this one because as with Duolingo it mixes up studying the flashcards with testing you on them. So for instance I was going through just before I started recording this I was looking at uh, the state flags that would show you one or two state flags then they quiz you and the quiz might be multiple choice it might be that you actually type it in it might show you three flags and you've got to pick which is Alabama or it could give you a flag and ask you which of three states it is so it's it's not exactly the same each time and you will have a quiz or two and then they'll add in a few more uh, flags and then again they stop and quiz you and you keep going until you have mastered those when you have mastered that you will then unlock the next level so again similar to Duolingo where there are um, sort of stacks of flashcards and you do one grouping one stack whatever at a time until you've you've mastered them well enough to unlock the next one so that's I think a particularly nice one then there is SparkNotes. Now we're now moving off of flashcards. SparkNotes is not flashcards. And you might be thinking SparkNotes for literature. And that I think is how SparkNotes started. It's um, for students who are lazy and hadn't actually read the books. They'd go and read up the SparkNotes summary and hope that they could con their teacher and get enough facts and uh, learn about the themes so that they could take that and write essays on it. So I've never been a huge SparkNotes fan, but it does have its uses. And now you can find summaries on so many different subjects. And so this would again be a good way for your child uh, just to say, go over it and check that they have covered everything they need to, either for an AP exam or just for a specific area that they have a test coming up. Uh, if they're going to be studying things like history, you'll see there's not just the summary, but they'll also have key people and key terms. For science, you'll find terms and you'll find formulas. For some of them, there are also quizzes, not for all of them. But it's definitely something worth looking into and might be helpful to your children. 
And the final category that I want to look at here are the online quiz games. And here are the two that I use most often in my online classes and my live co-op classes. And you could use at home are Quizzes and Kahoot. Now Kahoot will only work for a single student if they are um, doing it on an app. So they need the app on their phone, but you would still need to go, either you or your child would need to go and find an appropriate, you need to log into Kahoot, find a Kahoot that will be testing, say, the Civil War. And then you go and look on the app and you put in the particular code for that that uh, quiz and it will pop up and you see how fast and how accurately you can answer it. Quizzes, you can, do, you can play um, individually as a homework quiz on your laptop as well. Now these are fun if you're playing against some other people. So if your child has a few friends perhaps that are all studying the same thing, they could get together. You can then do it live where you play, play it. If you can uh, have a TV screen that you can throw it up onto. I know my daughter came, brought her friends to our house when they were studying for AP US History. She had four or five friends and I would start a Kahoot for them and it would be a fun gamified way of seeing who knew the work best and they would learn as they were playing. Of course the other fun thing is you could always try playing against your child and seeing if you could show them how much you know. Uh, obviously if you don't know that much perhaps you don't want to do it but that is also a fun way to do it. So I hope that you have found some different ways that your child can be reviewing and learning for their exams and tests that are fun and interactive because just simply sitting and reading the same page over and over again is not really going to work. But once again, just in conclusion, I want to remind you and remind your students that the more active the, they are involved in actually creating these flashcards or even creating quizzes and sending them to their friends, they could, sh they could make quizzes and share them. That is the way they will remember the work best. Thanks for tuning in with me this week. Look forward to seeing you again next week. And remember, if you haven't already, pop over to iTunes and give us a rating and review. Would be much appreciated. Thanks for tuning in to Homeschooling with Technology with Meryl Vandermerva. Visit her at fundafundaacademy.com and homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. Homeschooling with Technology is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.